Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. Did you know that you have been called to be a light in this dark world that we are living in? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Y'all, today is going to be like no other because I have a guest panel on the that will be joining me for this conversation right here um hold for just one second i got one calling in hey angie what's up robin how are you i'm good how you doing i'm good so listen why don't you you're you're the first person to call in so why don't you um, introduce yourself to the audience. Um, so my name is Angela and I am a friend of Robin's and, um, I love splashing in water puddles. Amen. And I love my Jeep. <laughs> I cannot with you. I'm just keeping it real. Okay. Well, I'm going to, um, go ahead and put you, um, on hold for just a second. Okay. And then I'm going to come back to you. Hold on. Alvita, this is my other friend that is joining us. Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Um, Hey, everyone. Uh, As Robin said, my name is Alvita. I am a lover of all things people. I know it sounds crazy, but I do. I love people and I love the word of the Lord. That's me in a nutshell. Well, amen. Thank you for, you know, joining. Uh, I am going to put you on hold for just a second as well. Um, So hold tight. Everyone, this is going to be like no other. Um, I have a panel of people that's going to join this conversation tonight. And when I tell you this is going to be good, this is going to be good. The title of our topic is Judge Not. And the underlying tone of it is correcting versus convicting. And to be honest with you, like for real, for real, the times and the days that we are living in right now, this is just like what's been going on. And I have to honestly tell you, as I was thinking about today and getting myself prepared for tonight, it just seemed like this topic was a topic that was following me throughout the course of the day today. And I have to honestly tell you that told me, and that was a confirmation from the Lord that we getting ready to be in the right vein tonight because we live in a world where it is so easily done. And to be honest with you, who are we to even really do that? And why do we do it? Why do we judge other people? Um, and then how come we are so hard even on ourselves? You know, and so when I tell y'all this is going to be a round table discussion, one for the books. It's going to be one for the books. And so what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to bring the two of my people um, 
back on and we can ready get this conversation started. I'm, as I'm waiting for um, my other guests to call in. But yes, um, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going here. Angela. Yes, ma'am. I got you on, on off pause. Hold on. Okay. Alvita. I'm here. Okay, I got you off pause also. So I'm waiting on Alan to call in and Cam to call in also. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get this thing going right here. Um, we know that the title is Judge Not. And it's about correcting versus convicting. So now this even came about because me and Angie was having a conversation. Angie. Do you want to tell the people what we were actually talking about as to why I, I said that this would be a topic that I wanted to talk about? Lord Jesus. Okay. So this is always an issue for me. So since we're being transparent, so Robin and I share similar size hips. Okay. So we're just going to be honest. And we always talk about how if you see a woman in church and if she's wearing X, Y, and Z, is it your place to tell her that maybe what she's wearing is inappropriate? Now, I say no. I mean, you don't know what she has on. You don't well, you don't know what, what her day has brung. You don't know what's in her closet. You don't even know what it took for her to get to where she's at. And I always find it that we as women mainly are very critical of other women on what they decide to wear and when. And it freaking bothers me. Because I'm like, well, if you would just probably spend most of the time focused on yourself, you really wouldn't find all that time to worry about what the sister wearing. Just be happy that she's here. So that was my 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 point of view right there. Exactly. Alan, I need you to call back in so I can connect you. Um I have to tell you that when she said it to me, it was just almost like yeah, we do it all the time. I don't know why we do it. Um, right. More so or less, we as women, we do it a lot more probably than men do it. Um, but at the end of the day, who are we to really look down upon someone? And my response to her was, was just this. Don't nobody know what she, what it took for her to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody know what she could be on the verge of taking her life, but she decided to come there and then to have somebody just look at her that way or, you know, start turning their nose up or turning their heads at her is not OK. Hold on for just a minute. I'm going to chime Alan on in here. Hey, Alan, how are you? Hey, Robin, I'm good. How you doing? Good. Why don't you just introduce um, yourself to everybody real quick before we go ahead and get started. Uh, my name is Alan Watson. I'm a minister, a gospel rapper, a father, a husband, and a lot more. And I'm uh, from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> okay. So we were just talking about, um, as you heard, how, you know, me and Angie was looking at, we always had we always talk about different things that we are dealing with between us as women. But then we talked about how come we see somebody come in the church and maybe they're not dressed appropriately, or maybe, you know, they might not be fresh, whatever. Um, they don't look like we look 
you know, or what we consider to be appropriate, but we looking down upon them and we were just talking about how that's not okay. So can you, Alvita, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Have you encountered anything like that or have you been guilty of doing that to somebody else? Um, yeah, I've definitely encountered that before. Um, but no, for whatever reason, I've always had that mindset since I was a kid. Like, you don't know what somebody is experiencing. And so I'm very big on um, connection with people. And I don't want the last thing to be when they departed from me, something that soured. So if that makes sense. But so I've always kind of had just like um, a self-awareness about like, what do you say? What, what don't you say? Be careful with your words. Your words matter. Your words are powerful. And so that's just always been my mindset. So I've been very intentional, like literally since a kid about what I speak out to people. Well, amen. Alan, what about you? Have you encountered that? Because, you know, you have a you have a um, a tattoo on one side of your face and you know, you, you minister the word, you also rap. So you're in the industry as well. So you do music. So have you encountered someone judging you or have you been guilty of judging somebody else? Uh, yeah, I've encountered, uh, many times where somebody has judged me based off the, the way I look. I'm kind of used to it now. And, uh, people, for example, somebody might give me a look on their face or they might even say something or I might see somebody whispering to their spouse or, you know, what I'm saying whoever they with. But as uh, far as me judging people, uh, I'm, I kind of agree with the uh, last lady, what she just said. Uh, you never know what people are going through. You never know what people have been through. And as far as church and judging people, how they dress. I think it all depends on your motive and what's on your mind, you know what I'm saying, coming to church. And so if you if you there to really get what God has for you, you know what I'm saying, your mind might may not even be like, you know what I'm saying, what people are wearing or how they dress or how they smell. A lot of times I haven't even noticed that people wasn't dressed the right way or had smells until the church was actually over. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my point of view. Amen. Well, amen. So, amen. you know, the scripture that is one that we use, and I think a lot of times it is used, for lack of better terms, out of context. Hold on. I'm going to get the other person on, on the line here. Hello. Hi, Robin. This is Cam. Hi, Cam. How are you? I'm good. I'm so sorry I'm late. That's okay. Can you just introduce <laughs> yourself real quick to the audience and then we're going we gonna to jump back on in to the conversation? Sure. Everybody, my name is Cam. I'm a friend of Angela's and she invited me to this wonderful podcast. So I'm excited to hear what we're going to be discussing this evening. Okay. Okay. Hold on for just one second. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you? Hi, good afternoon. Or good evening, I should say. How are you? Can you introduce yourself a little bit to the people? Oh, I feel like I just interrupted something. I'm listening. I'm sorry. 
Well, we thought you wanted to be in on the conversation. Yes, okay. yes, that's fine. But I'm sorry, I was waiting for the other young lady. I was wanted to hear Cam before I introduced myself. But um, my name is Mary. As you can see, my name is Murr on there. I'm um, I'm also a friend of Angela's. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm here. From, I'm born and raised here in Akron. So. Um, okay. And one thing I have to say, I'm so sorry, but in the middle of the night last night, I could not sleep. And this is how I know this was appropriate. I'm looking up why I'm looking up the definition of judgment. I literally was looking up the definition of judgment and the definition. And I was like, well, what's the difference between judging somebody and critiquing? So this is just so appropriate. And I'm looking forward to what I'm gonna get out of this. So thank you for accepting my introduction. All right, I'm ready. They'll listen. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So the scripture that um, I'm going to start with, because I got several, because it was just like, okay, you know, the Bible talks about this quite a bit, but I think that this, this scripture here in particular, I kind of feel like is taken out of concept. And, and most don't really understand truly the definition of it because we just quote it so regular, like, you know, whatever. So Matthew seven and one says, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use it, it will be measured to you. And it goes on to say, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So now for me, that right there was just like, OK, you know what? Jesus was really trying to let them know uh, you ain't even in no place to even be talking about or talking down upon somebody else when you really need to look at you first. And the problem that I think that we have is, and I think, and I'm going to be truthful with the world and everybody that's listening. I've been guilty of judging someone and I'm not afraid or ashamed to tell you all that I have been guilty of doing that. And likewise, I know that people have looked at me as well you know, and have probably turned their noses up or whatever the case might be. But at the same time, you know, just thinking about that and then growing in the things of God, I have come to learn that it is not okay, nor is it, is it appropriate because you don't know what somebody is dealing with. You don't know what they got going on. You don't know where they are in their life. You don't know if they was even taught how what was appropriate and so that takes me back to that whole thing about religion versus relationship because see when you in relationship with the lord you should look at that as is okay well you know what how can i help him or her how can i you know go and talk go and show the love of christ we can't say that we are christ-like but we're not loving like christ-like mm -hmm. and so that is an issue right there right there in the church and we are the, we're supposed to be the church, but yet instead, you know, so many of us are trying to blend in with the world and look like them when we've been called to be different and we're different for a reason. And so when we judge, you 
when you judge, the word that I want to, the thing that I wanted to reiterate is, is that you may be called to heal and you're judging your assignment. So that woman mm. walked in the church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. The woman walked in the church and her skirt was, looked like she just left the club. Mm-hmm. But that might not have been the case. She might have been somebody that was selling her body on the street. And she was tired. And she thought about taking her life. But she decided to come in the church. But then you got Susie over here, Sister Susie. Susie is my favorite word, y'all. Sister <laughs> Susie over here with her fan in her hand, looking at her. And she got all kind of thoughts. And then she's whispering to Sister So-and-so that's sitting next to her. And they all turning their heads up. But nobody knows what that young woman or that grown woman or that young girl, teenager, might have just come through or come out of. And so we're judging what we may be called to heal. And that might be our assignment. But you can't Robin, see can that. I say something? Go can, ahead. Can I say something? Because this is like striking a nerve with me. I, I, um, I, was, uh, I was joining this church one Sunday. Okay. And this lady, you know, we go, you know how you go into the back room and, and you sign all these papers. And I don't even know what I had on. But the dress probably hit me at my knees when I mm-hmm. sat down. Mm-hmm. And this lady walks over to me and hands me a cloth to cover my knees. Now, mind you, that irritated the heck out of me because to me, you checking me on the wrong thing. You more concerned about my knees being exposed than how am I? I'm, I'm joining a church based on whatever it was I experienced in that service. And you concerned about my knees at this point in time? And so that really irked me. And I almost left. I was like, you know, I ain't got time for this. And it really bothered me. And then I had to. So I learned, you know, I have to start extending the same grace to people that I desire for God to extend to me. And I remember growing up down south, my mama always played the William brothers sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. And I, I try my best to live that like. Everybody is dealing with something. And like the young man said, if you're focused on that message or whatever the message is, you ain't you don't even notice the person that just came in. And it just rubbed me the wrong way when that was her focus. Not one time did she says, how is your heart today? Do you feel like taking your life today? Speaking from a person who at times suffers from depression. But that was the farthest thing from her mind. Her focus was at my knees. Somebody saw my knees and was going to hell because my knees was out. Ugh. So go go ahead and continue. That just, <laughs> ooh, that bothered me. Interestingly enough, what about um, Alvita or Alan or Kim? How can y'all, can you relate? I mean, can you speak to it? I mean, how would you feel? Um, I mean, I definitely can. Um, I've been in that place of being in the church and being judged by the church mothers for, you know, um, I had a child at a young age, my um, boyfriend at the time, now husband, but in the midst of that, you're still scared and experiencing life and not knowing what's going to happen next. And, you know, instead of people surrounding you and pouring encouragement, they put and speak their fears upon you. And then on top of that, they offer judgment of telling you what your life is going to be like 
And so um, I witnessed that firsthand and that was really hard, but it made me all the more change my perspective flow on how I seen them because, and it, it, it took time of course to get to this place, but God truly started showing me that for you to be able to give that grace, you first, you first, excuse me, you first have to learn how to extend it to yourself. Amen. And you get stuck in a place of where you can be so literal all the time. And you just know that like God, God had to get me right. Right. You, I'm so literal. You know this about me, Robin. And I just want to live for the Lord. And I just want everything to be, you know, in his way and his structure and alignment. And so the moment I step out or I do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing and think the wrong thing, I punish myself. I'm like, Lord, you ain't even got to do it for me because I know it was wrong. And God is saying, when you can get to a place of where you repent and you've already sought my forgiveness, I forgave you. So now I need you to learn how to forgive yourself, because when you can learn how to forgive yourself, you can also extend yourself some love. And when the next person comes and they do something to offend or they are not in a right place, you can learn how to guide and guard them with love instead of judgment. Amen. Amen. What about Alan? Amen. Uh, man, y'all, y'all speaking some fire tonight. I'm just listening. <laughs> and, uh, I'm trying to, to keep up. I'm trying to keep up with my thoughts. But uh, man, I don't even know where to start. But real quick, uh, talking about how people judge people, how they dress and whatever. First of all, I think the first thing we need to understand is the church and how they operate. And this is not ne necessarily a good thing, but a lot of churches operate based off of image. Mm -hmm. They treat you a certain way based on how you look. If you got a short dress on, they connect you to a horror spirit. If you got a preaching collar on, they connect you to a, a holiness spirit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so it's crazy because a lot of people nowadays are able to hide behind church uh, clergy and they, they are able to hide behind uh, choir robes uh, and live any kind of way and still operate in God. And, and what I found out is a lot of the people that's wearing short skirts or baggy pants are more realer than the people in the pulpit. Say and that so, again. so it, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stigmas that the church, you know what I'm saying, need to be delivered, delivered from and fixed. Uh, and that would stop a lot of the judgment. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. Uh, if you want the spirit, you will be able to tell if somebody is carrying a certain spirit, you know, mm -hmm. and if they or if somebody's trying to seduce somebody or, you know, and that's why we got deacons to speak to people or, you know, you got women in the church to hand people uh, stuff, you know, sheets to cover themselves. And I get that. But uh, last time I checked, the church is supposed to be a hospital. Not a fashion show. Come on. Not not see who can be the holiest. Because at the end of the day, let's be real. All of us are jacked up in some way and we're still struggling with something every day. And that's Amen. why I don't trip with people, man. I don't tell people I'm perfect. I don't get too puffed up because man, hey, if I skip a week of praying, I, I might cut somebody out. So so don't hey, Amen. Hey, I, I, I just wore my collar Sunday and preached. But but you, you you mess with me on the wrong day, you know what I'm saying? I, I still got some stuff I'm fighting from my childhood. So mm -hmm. I ain't trying to be puffed up and you know, it doesn't matter how you know, we shouldn't judge people based on what they wear when they come in, if they're coming from the club or 
whatever. It's a hospital. And I believe we should start healing people instead of Can talking about people. Can I speak to people. that for a moment? Can I speak to what Alan just said? Is that okay? Yes. So before we move on, I know um, you wanted to ask somebody else something, but I like what he said. Uh, but I want to first raise this question. We have got to just stop thinking that because that's a place where we come together, that that's the church. <laughs> that's a building. Amen. Amen. The church is us. We are the church. God has used us as representation for who he is. So when we show up, the church is our heart. The church is what we look like. So we have to first change and flip the perspective on how we see stuff. And then when we come into the doors or a building of something, our hearts are open to receive and accept. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put that out there. Kim, what about you? I didn't lose her, did I? No, I'm here. I was trying to get off of mute. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, so I agree with what everybody is saying. I think that the main thing is when you step foot in the church, I think that the church in general judges people based on looks in most cases. I grew up in the church and my stepfather is actually a pastor. And being close to the political side of the church, I'll put it that way, um, you you learn a lot of you learn how a lot of people think who are wearing collars and who are um, sitting on a pulpit and how they think about the congregation. And I'm going to just say that in general, because some people not just because somebody has on a collar, just because somebody's dressed nice in the church doesn't mean that they're there for the right reasons. Okay. And so when somebody comes into the church and they are not dressed appropriately, I think the biggest problem is that, or the problem is that they're being judged based on how they look and nobody knows what's in their hearts. Amen. And people need to, they're there for a reason. They're there because they need, they don't know what they need. You know what I mean? There are some people who come into the church for the first time and they don't know what they're there to do. You know what I mean? They don't know what's going to happen. They're scared. They're intimidated. Um, you know, I, I, um, my boyfriend raised his hand. Um, (laughs) they're scared. They're intimidated. They, you know, a lot of the times, you know, you have visitors and they say, would you like to say your name? And people are like, no. And I've been in that place, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I know God, I know Christ. I am a Christian. You know what I mean? But there was a time in my life where I was very afraid to say my name or give a testimony or do those things. And so when you meet somebody who, where somebody comes into the church who is basically just there to try to understand who is Christ, who is God, you know, what am I here to do? What am I going to learn? What am I going to hear? We need to just greet them with love. You know, you need to Amen. show them kindness and respect and love and welcome them for coming. I don't care if a young lady has on a teeny weeny dress. I don't know what her life is. I may not, she may not have anything else to wear. You know what I mean? Exactly. You have a young man in there. He may have on the craziest, dirtiest, whatever, biggest jeans. It doesn't matter. I think that just people in church and people that come to churches, the church judges people based on how they appear to be. And mm-hmm. that is where we fall short of giving God's grace to people that you don't know and know, you know, and Amen. that is one reason why a lot of people do not go to churches because mm-hmm. they feel uncomfortable, which is unfortunate because that is the house of God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Amen. Amen. It's funny that she said that because y'all, a memory just popped into my brain. Like I literally, so my sister, um, 
invited us to church. And um, I definitely was younger. And so, of course, we went. But I'm in there. And um, it was one of those, like, skirts that come to your knees, too. But you kind of had, like, the little part in the back that was still kind of sold, but it was like a gap. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The split. Yeah. So, <laughs> long story short, though, you know, I'm trying to get my kids together because I just went by myself with my sister. And um, we kind of sat, like, last pew in the church or whatever. And um, they were – my sister got my oldest kids up to um, the Sunday school, and I had my youngest with me. Long story short, church ends. They say they got to go to the bathroom. I take the kids to the bathroom. I know the lady thought she was being sincere. But I'm in there. I'm trying to get the kids situated. We getting our hands washed. Y'all, she come up to me. She was like, um, I just wanted to give you this. She gave me $100. And that can be taken two ways. But it's just funny because my intentions was like, well, amen. I take this blessing. But then <laughs> as, as I later sat with it, I was like, was she trying to say something about my attire? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, and so that could have went either way to a point of where if I wasn't in a good place yeah. mentally on what Kim just spoke about, I would have ran from the church. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go mm-hmm. there. And so it's like, we have to be delicate in it. And mm-hmm. I wish that we could get to a better place of understanding that just as intentional as God is about each and every one of us, he is intentional about connection and nothing is by chance. So if you know that people are showing up and they're making themselves known and present in those doors that are coming to you, that's intentional connection. So Indeed it is. Um, and you know, what's interesting about that is, is, is that how many times have you been at church and you thought, I wish so-and-so had been here to hear this because, <laughs> you know, we don't think that that was for us, you know what right. I'm saying? And so, you know, we didn't, I mean, for real, for real, like, you Too know, many times, you know, she sure could have used that word. Well, sure. you know, uh, but growing in the things of God. So what I uncovered was, was that even when we know people's hearts, we still could not evaluate the degrees of personal guilt. We do not know mm-hmm. what wow. that person That's may deep. be dealing with or what they have mm-hmm. been through. Yeah. Um, mine may not look like yours mm-hmm. or be as visible, but that mm-hmm. does not mean I don't have something. That's good. Yeah. And That's then, real good. You know, what goes around comes around. You do reap what you sow. So God has a way of turning the table back on you. So be careful how you view or correct someone else. And can and, I say, can I say this real quick? Go ahead. Uh, I think and uh, what you just said it kind of triggered this thought. I think uh, one thing that the people in the church forget is that they was that person before. You know, Amen. What I'm always. And, and I I think people and if we if we if we remember this, we will treat people better. But I think people forget that they had to go through they they deliverance before too, and so you know since we've been That's saying a real this stuff a long time, you know we we forget we get amnesia that people had to be kind to us too, or they they mm-hmm. would have ran us from church. You know, um, 
Um, I can't think of his name, but Lord have mercy. That is so accurate. And that's not even in church. That's in everyday life. life I mean, yeah. as I, you know, I was that, I, I, to be transparent, I was that angry person that would tell you off real quick, nicely, in a nice, nasty way. And you would have to, did she just tell me off? I did. I, I guess I did just tell you off. And what I learned is that even in my career, it is important that I need to understand why is this person so angry? Because the minute I figure out, well, you know what? I was, I was that person, but there was some, there was a reason why I felt the way I, there was a reason why I acted out the way I did. And every single time I take that perspective and really get to know that person, there is so much more going on than you are ever aware. And I end up forging these relationships just because I took that extra time to go, wait, I understand what you're going through. I was there. You know what I'm saying? And that is, oh my gosh, that is so true. And we always forget, I was 22 once too. And I kicked it, sort of, kind of, really. But it's like, allow them them to be where they are right then and be an example and stop trying to browbeat me every day on what what you've gotten too old to do. You're too old to wear it. That's the only difference at this point. You're too old to go there. So stop it. And just real quick, just to piggyback, (laughs) you triggered something else. Because my little brother, well, I just turned 30 last year. My little brother, he's like 20. You know, I'm not perfect, but he'd be like, man, Alan, how you get like that? How you... Uh, getting your word consistently, how you living the life that you live in or trying. And be like, man, I'm trying to get like that. And, you know, I don't judge him. He smoke weed and do his stuff. But I just simply tell him when God is ready to get your attention, he'll get your attention. Amen. And so, and that's how we're supposed to treat everybody else. We ain't got to mm-hmm. judge nobody. When God is ready for them to change, they're going to change. I think yeah. that is a very interesting concept because at the end of the day, you know, um, I, I'm, I've shared many a times a part of my testimony is, is that, you know, back in the day um, when I first started this pathway to learning who Christ really was, you know, um, I had one foot in the church and one foot outside the dome. So when it was convenient, I was in church when it wasn't. Oh, let's heaven forbid somebody offended me at church. Then I'm, I done made a beeline and I'm out for about three or four months, you know? <laughs> and so, and then my pastor would send my best friend at the time to come and check on me. And I would tell her, go tell him, stop sending you to find out what's going on with me. If he want to know what's going on with me, tell him to come find me himself, you know? And at the end of the day, it was just, it was learning and growing in certain areas because I was that woman who would look down upon somebody else. I was that woman who would pass judgment on somebody else. I was that woman who did think that, you know, I I was a little bit better than the next person. You know, I'm not afraid to say that, but I was there. I was her, you know what I'm saying? And so I understand how it is to be tripped up like that and to be doing things like that, that you know you should not be doing. And I have to honestly tell you it, it does, what happens is, is it takes God actually putting that table, feeding you from that same table that you, you sat right in front of somebody wow. else. Mm. Mm. Wow. And it takes God to humble you. And see, when God humbles you, it's a whole different level yeah. of humility yes, it is. that we're Amen. talking about. 
And so what, what you are saying over here about me and what God just did, that's two totally different things right here. That's you, you see what I'm saying? And so it took him to humble me in a lot of different areas. And I'm going to tell you, I would turn my nose up at you and, every, and I would look at you sideways and twisted as well. And so, but again, it took God to put that table right back in my face and say, you know what? So there's some things that's knocking on my back door now that wasn't even in, in my radar, but it became a part of my radar when I started doing the stuff that I was doing to somebody else. And so what happens with that is, is that we tend to rationalize our own guilt, but not that of others. Double standards. Mm-hmm. So see, it's okay for you to be doing it as long as don't nobody see you doing it. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Because <laughs> now, oh, my gosh. Now, see, that goes into the whole thing about like, okay, so Robin, you know, you and I have had this conversation 110 times. And I get all bent out of shape when I hear somebody say, um, I want to I wanna, uh, get married and have a baby. Okay, but are you having sex now? So that irritates me because it because I have my child out of wedlock and I get all bent out of shape because so in my mind, what you're saying is I did it the wrong way. And the only difference between my sin and yours is mine is everybody see it. And that that irks me that because that's the only difference because ain't none of us. Very few of us are virgins at 45. Like, let's just keep it real. And so how was what you're doing the right way? What you want to do is have a baby with a man that you're married to. But that ain't what the Bible said. The Bible talks about sex before marriage. He didn't say nothing about wait till you get married to have a baby. That's not what it says. We got it all twisted. So. Yeah, I get bent out of shape when I hear that. And what you said triggered that memory like, wait, here we go. Well, I mean, it's an interesting thing here. It's it's a very interesting concept here. You know, um, sin is sin across the board. Amen. And it's going to be judged the same way across the board. So just because my sin don't look like your sin don't mean that I ain't got sin. Amen. And so at the end of the day, you know, when God's word says that, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So Amen. the same measure that you measure out to someone else, you want God to give that to you. And so it's very easy for me to point out or talk about what somebody else is doing when, you know, I don't, I don't live with them. I don't, you know, but it's not okay for me. It's not appropriate, nor is it okay for me to do that because I I haven't walked a mile in their shoes. You haven't walked a mile in mine. So who are you to tell me that I'm supposed to do stuff A, B, C, D, and E this way when you don't even know what road or what path I've been on? You don't even know how long I've been on that path. And so... I think that what happens is, like I said earlier, is is that we get stuff so twisted that, you know, we forget that um, we needed somebody. We needed a savior, too. Yes. Amen. You know, we needed a savior, too. So, again, at the end of the day, what it all, you know, what, what it boils down to is, is this. Just because mine don't look like yours 
don't mean that I don't have it. And it's not okay for me to even speak about yours because you don't know what I'm doing. Right. Go ahead, Alvita. I apologize. Um, I just wanted to speak to that because that is just so so prevalent. Like we do forget that Christ died on the cross for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like you become a Christian and you forget that part. Like you accept the Christ, but then you forget the role that you were charged with as a Christ follower. And it was to seek those far from Christ. And so it's kind of like we um, we create this barrier, Christian, not Christian. And Mm -hmm. we forget that our hands are still supposed to be extended to our brothers and sisters that are out there to be the example. And that's through grace, truth and love. And so I I just wanted to speak on that because that just that if you want to get me going, that right there will tell me, okay, I will come and we we can sit and pray about it in a godly way. Like that right there, (laughs) that tears my nerves. Okay, you can't sit up here and think that um, you're better than. And now because, I mean, you know, it, it basically is like being a teacher, I get to see it at a young age with my children. I have five-year-olds and it starts young, but being able to see it and witness and pour into them, like, no, that's not what we're going to do. Because it can be something as simple as a conversation of, oh, well, we just won't play with her today. Well, why not? Why she left out? <laughs> that would be my questions. And so <laughs> it's just understanding when you get older, what really changed? You're still in that same mindset. Oh, well, we don't got to be with her. She's doing something different. But why is she still an outcast? When God, God, he died, he gave us Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for every last one of us. No one discounted, no one left out for all. And we're so quick to discount another person. Mm. I mean, it, just, mm. it is. But, you know, I heard a pastor today I, while I was listening to a message today, and I actually sent it to Angie. So I don't know if she had a chance to listen to it or not. But he said, the vibe you give off, is that more of your culture or your Christianity? Come on. (laughs) And I said, I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Look, I was running from the desk to the bed. Um, Write this down. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's right here all in where we talk, where we about to be at. And so when you really just think about it is it, I mean, honestly, if what what kind of what kind of sense are you smell that you 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 mm-hmm. you giving off? Does it smell like Pepe Le Pew, the skunk? I mean, do you stink? You know what I'm saying? Come or on. does it, or is your scent that of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Where you're inviting, where you're welcoming, where you you have the persona that hey, I could come up to you and you hey, how you doing today? Well, is something going on? Do you need some help with? But we're not trying to even do that. Why? Because we can't get past the fact that maybe they don't smell good, or maybe that dress is a little too short. Or, I mean, truth be told, she she got a tank top on. She ain't got no bra on. Whatever she got, you know, wore out shoes, and we we can't even get past what she looked like on the what she got going on the outside to even even get to know what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. And and so, again, that takes me back to that religion versus relationship. When you are in relationship, your response should be totally different than, than that of somebody that is religious. Can I say something yeah, real quick? Very true. Very okay. true. Thanks. Uh, just to piggyback on what you said, and it kind of triggered a thought. 
most people that judge people or talk talk about people are people that already de- already delivered from the thing that they're talking about. And mm. so that's why yes. this is why God uh, delivers certain people real slowly. That's why Paul said, oh. I got a thorn in my flesh. Because God set Paul up where this deliverance is going to take a lifetime because I don't want you to brag or judge or talk about nobody else. And so that's why, you know, so we got to wow. be careful. <clears throat> we got to be careful judging people because God will set you up where you will have a lifetime life, lifetime deliverance yourself. And that so, so good. that he'll set you up where you can't talk about nobody. All you can do is pray for everybody because in secret, you still delivering. You still getting delivered from what they struggling with yourself. And so that's that is a such a right great there. perspective. Yes, Ooh. that's a word. That's such a good perspective. Sorry, well, wow. I got excited. But you know what, though? And it's so interesting because Alan hit on this before I could actually get to it. Mm. But when the pastor, I'm just telling you, he was dropping so many nuggets and I was just, I'm, I'm borrowing his stuff, y'all. I ain't stole it, I'm Amen. borrowing it. Listen, um, that's what we're here for, come on. Um, so <laughs> he said that when you are no longer new, you become brand new. I'm gonna let y'all, I'm gonna let that marinate right there. Amen. Um, he said that there are some areas where <laughs> we are rich, where we have more than enough and short in other areas where we need some work. We all have shortcomings and the tree that Christ hung on represents we all have shortcomings. The tree Mm. represented that we needed Jesus because of those shortcomings that we have. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how Jesus called Zacchaeus out of the tree, said, I'm coming to your house today. And but Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. He was short in stature, but he was a wealthy man. And he equated that that lets us see that we are we're rich in some areas and then short in other areas where we need work. And so but it the cross represents why we need work. The cross represents those shortcomings that we have. So, you know, again, at the end of the day, that whole concept of connecting. We weren't made to do this life alone. Amen. Amen. If we were, then he wouldn't have never created male and female, right? And so you cannot go into seasons. There have been seasons where I have literally, now there's some seasons where God will call you to walk alone in those seasons because he's trying to do some things in you. Now, don't get me wrong with that. But at the same time, again, it's not okay to think that you can go into your next season and not need nobody. Mm. It's not okay to think that you're going to go into another season and not need somebody. And maybe you didn't need them in this, this previous season, but you're going to need them in this new season because two are better than one. You see what I'm saying? And so iron sharpens iron. Mm Mm-hmm. And you need someone that's going to help you get from point A to point B. That's why God put them there. And sometimes they might even rub you the wrong way. And so it's okay to agree to disagree. Me and Angie have this conversation all the time. 
there's okay. a lot of different things that we don't really agree upon that we see differently about, but at the same time, I respect how she feels about it and likewise. And that's what we need to get at. The point of it is, is that, and I said this in our e-group a couple weeks ago, that we like to correct people. Yeah. But we don't like to come back and love on people. And that was Jesus. He had to correct some folk. I'm sure all the time he had to correct them disciples, but he came back and he loved on them. And that is the part that we have. It's like almost like a lost art. Like we have no clue about it's cool mm -hmm. to get somebody straight. Now the word should correct, convict and all that other stuff. But at the same time, Jesus loved on people. That is who he is. God is love. That's who he says he is. That's in his word a whole lot. And so why do we think that we are exempt because of what? We, we, we under a different mandate. We trying to live by a different standard. But just because we're living by a different standard than somebody else or my sister over here who doesn't know who Jesus is, why am I not telling her or showing her? Why doesn't she see Jesus in me? Mm, how about that one? Come how about on. that one? Because if because if you was if you were living the life that we say we believe in and we were called to believe in, sometimes you really ain't got to say nothing. Amen. Exactly. exactly. It should it should be evident in your conversation. It should mm -hmm. be evident in the way that you carry yourself. It should be evident in just your demeanor. And mm -hmm. so we have been called to be a light. This world has enough darkness in it. We don't need our lights dim too. You don't want to be like them 10 virgins. Five of them was ready and five of them wasn't. And but and when it was time for you know the bridegroom to come, well, five of them was prepared and five mm -hmm. of them wasn't. They left to go get some oil for their lamps. No. At the end of the day, I may not be walking this thing out perfectly, but at the same time. I'm still getting back up and I'm still trying to do the best that I can with what I have in front of me. And that's what God is going to hold me to. He didn't expect any of us to be perfect. None of us came here and didn't know sin. Jesus was the only one that came here and knew no sin. He became sin, but he knew no sin. So at the end of the day, why do we think that that is okay and appropriate? Kim, I haven't heard from you. What you got going? I'm here. I just, my phone keeps locking up every time I put you guys on mute. Um, <laughs> no, I totally agree with everything. And the one comment I wanted to make a while ago was that, you know, I mean, people that we know even judges who are saved and, and filled, quote unquote, with the Holy Ghost. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> I have people in my life and who, or who are no longer in my life who know Christ. And I knew them for a very long time. And when they reached a certain level, I think they believed that they were above where I was. Mm. And just completely, we stopped talking. You know, the relationship changed. And what's unfortunate is that so many people are like that in their relationships with others. So if you're like that in a relationship with somebody you know, then how are you in a relationship with some, or not even a relationship, how are you with people you don't know? You know wow. what I mean? Um, Amen. 
I just, I don't know. Life has shown me so much about people over the last few years that I now look at people, their decisions, how they live. And I, I do my best to not judge because I don't understand where they were, where they are and where they're going. And I'm speaking even for myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I used to, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I used to judge and I didn't even realize I was judgmental you know, on how I would, not even, not on how people would dress, but just in general, you know, like, I'm not judging, but, but you are, you're judging. Right. You're judgmental. <laughs> right. Exactly. You got nerve. You need to be quiet. And guess what? When God said, it's time for me to show you who you are, he did, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful just as human beings to mm -hmm. just try to show love and try to receive people where they are. And I just, I don't know, people say words like, you got to, you know, accept people for where they are and receive them where they are. But that's a watered down statement. You know, we got to really live that way um, mm. because we don't know where pe we don't know where people are. I don't know where people are. You know, you talked about people who have an attitude and why are they this way? And Angela, you were right. You know, like you walk around, not you personally, sis, but like people walk <laughs> around, they are angry. They're mean, you know, and you don't know why they're angry at yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard. You know, you take it personally. You don't intend to. But she or he may have something going on that we don't know about. So you try to give them grace and you try to say, you know what, it's okay. Um, but I think we're all guilty of all of it. I think it just comes with maturity and more yeah. understanding of who you are as a person. And when you live life and as you continue to live this life, there's going to be more and more that, that happens and comes. We just... And you're never going to be pre prepared for it. It's just another level and another step that you got to take to get where you're about to go. You know? Amen. Amen. Um, Merv wanted to um, chime in. So I'm going to unmute her to kind of hear what she um, wanted to share. Hello, Merv. Hey. I'm so, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, I'm share I was, your perspective. Thank you. Yeah, I was listening to this and, and I, got, I got a couple of I was just writing stuff down, but you know, you, uh, you guys shared the perspective of what basically is the church hussy, you know, what we, what we, we would call that. And I, um, now me, I'm in the choir and sometimes when I wear, you know, when I wear dresses, it, it's just what we do. There's lap, lap scarves up there. Um, and so it, it's just an understood thing. You know, if your, if your skirt is, but, uh, not a, is not is is uh, above your knee. You just put one on because first of all, you're sitting in front of people, and the concept of that I, um, I've always thought was you just you never want to be a distraction, um, and that's that's a whole another story. I know you guys can get into, um, <laughs> but um, but you know I, my my thought about that is that's just what I've been taught. You don't want to be a distraction when you're in there, <clears throat> but at the same time, when you have people coming into the church, they're babes in Christ, broken. Um, I think I think I, I think it takes good teaching. I really think it it does take good teaching to, mm -hmm. to be able to really love on people, to really be a, a true church member, which means not just the building, which means you can go outside and still operate. And somebody know that you so somebody noticed there's something special about you, that God is in you and you try and despite Amen. despite where you are in your life and where you are in your walk. And I, that's what I love. Despite where I am, even if I make mistakes, God covers me. Because he knows I'm important, and he I know he knows he can use me. I thank God for that. Amen. Um, the thing also is, at this point in my life.
I'm not so much judgmental. I analyze everything. I've got a little bit, a little counseling, got a little counseling background, and you know, you know, had some good teaching in um in in uh, at church. You understand people's backdrop. You, I can look at you and tell by your now that I know you understand it. If somebody lashes out at you, oh, some other time, some other place, somebody broke that person, and now they're here. Yes. Yes. They are Amen. here, and it is your job to love them. So the thing is changing your attitude changing your tone when you talk to people I, um when we were um when we did have choir rehearsal so you know we had a couple of people <clears throat> we had one person they say some of the mean and nastiest things i mean you just it's to the point where sometimes we you know i, I think everybody wanted to punch this person in the face just because it was just that brash but instead of us saying and shunning her and pushing her out we just love on her more. And so I think about, I was thinking about those things when you were talking about the person that came into the church that had, uh, I think I seen one lady, she came in and, and she had on, she had on all lace and you can see everything. And my heart just went out to her, went out to her because I know she was broken. You don't know what was taken from her. You don't, you don't know, you don't know what was taken from her. And so I think, at this point, I think it's so important to have good teaching where you really learn about what, what love is. And when, when you know how to love somebody where they at and um, it's like, like everybody else, you judge people, um, but you just learn like, you know what? I was like that. But for me, it was I wasn't the chick with the short dress. I was the chick with the jeans on. I was a tomboy. I wanted, I'd rather been playing basketball in that church, you know, and so I remember how that felt going into the church and I didn't want to wear no paint. I didn't want to wear no dress. I wanted to wear some jeans. I wanted to be comfortable and everything. And now I, 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 as I'm learning and, 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 you know, being from, from being a tomboy to being a soldier, I'm a, I'm a retired one, you know, female in, in the military, um, making that transition into enjoying my femininity and, 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 and not being a soldier anymore. And I'm sure somewhere along the line, somebody probably thought I, I like women, you know, which is not true. Um, but so I, I, I wanted to share that perspective, but um, I think, just think about all those things and in the healing and the purpose that God puts people in your life. But sometimes the, the cool thing about all this, when you had good teaching, when you start having those thoughts about judging people, that's when you're supposed to be praying because mm -hmm. God, God will get, God will get to that person. It may not be through you because you may not have the mouthpiece. You may not have, Amen. you don't have the, you don't have the language. Cause I know I'm very harsh with stuff and I, and I've learned to be loving and, and I talk to people all day, but I, I definitely believe that, um, God can use anybody, even in the midst of us being judgmental and, and, and taking one piece of our life every day and learning and growing, um, you're just supposed to pray for people. And I think that is so important. Amen. That's so Amen. good for that. That's Thank so you. good. So now I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm going to take it here a lot of times. And I think this is another thing that we don't really even think about is, is a lot of times God will bring different types of people and situations because there's something in us that he's trying to get out. Right. And we don't ever look at it like, okay, Lord, just as I stated earlier, that could be your assignment, mm -hmm. right? 
And then there could be some things in you that God want to get worked out through you. And he's using that person right there. So now while you over there looking and side eyeing and, and, and whispering and all that other stuff, basically he's showing you, you, he's showing you, you, and you got to, you got to face you first before you could ever go and side eye somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, at the end of the day, I can just tell you this much. I've shared this several times that during this quarantine, God was showing me me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't real cute at all, you know, and that's that's real talk right there. And so and I had to and well, there wasn't nowhere for me to go. Mm -hmm. I couldn't run from it. I couldn't hide from it. I had to face it and deal with it. And so, you know, and I understand a lot of times, um, you know, it's so interesting because me and Angie also had this conversation where we talked about how, you know, most people don't even real, they don't even try to get to know me. Right. <laughs> they've already, they've already had in their mind who I am because I'm not one that walks around smiling, never have. Right. But that doesn't always mean that there's something wrong because I'm not smiling. That's just I'm not I'm, I've never been that kind of a person, but I've been judged because people were so busy looking at the, the outer part that they never even took time to get to know who Robin really is. And so when you've heard that you're mean and hateful all your life growing up, what do you emulate? Mean and hateful. Mean and hateful. Yeah. You emulate that. And so now at 49, God is really getting, peeling some layers back to get to the root of who I really am, who he really created me to be. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people won't get to see that because you've already looked at what I looked at on, looked like on the outside and you have no clue about what's on the inside. And, and Robin, can I, can I chime in? And I'm gonna be quiet because you 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 touching the nerve again. Uh, when I when <laughs> when I think of, I keep thinking about when I was a child versus now. Like nobody, un like if you've never had childhood trauma, you don't understand the impact that it causes on your life as an adult, especially if you've never dealt with it. Like there have been so many people who. Um, I remember in elementary school, she thinks she this because she don't want to play with us. You don't know mm -hmm. what I was going through as a child. Even when I get into like my career as an adult, she must be mean because she ain't talking to us in a kikin. You ain't say nothing what was funny, first of all. And even as I try to uh, look at myself, I was in a meeting. I know last week, week before last, and everybody on this meeting had the same impression of me based on the fact of something I said in an email. So I, like Murr, can't really be brash. But it's when you take the opportunity to get to know me, you know, one, I'm not pulling no punches. It, it is what it is. Are we having fun? Or are we talking business? Because in my mind, they're two separate things. So I've had to learn to be a little softer with some of the things that I say sometimes. But also as a woman, we have to be a little bolder in what we say because we're we're already the weaker sex in, in some people's minds. And, and I, I think that's biblical, too. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, we are looked at as 
Oh, we're weaker. We may not know as much. We may need the additional assistance. But when I come at you and say, no, this is how it needs to be done. This is why. The, now, all of a sudden, I'm the angry black woman. So I'm like, I'm going to need y'all to pick a side because Angela going to be who Angela is all day, 24-7. And I've learned to accept me as I am and love me because I've always found that I'm trying to change something about me to fit that person or something mm. about me to fit that person. And at the end of the day, I've had to decide, you know what? I went through that as a child. That's in my past. I can't change it. But what I can do is do some self some self-reflection and those things about me that are because of some type of trauma, I can forgive myself my for my role in whatever the decision or the action was. And I can truly be who Angela was created and predestined to be without worrying about what your opinion of me is, because you don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in. Well, amen. And you are absolutely correct. Um, and saying that I think a lot of times what happens with us is, is that we're so busy trying to force how we think or feel onto the next person that you don't even ask them how they think or how Amen. they feel. And it's almost like, you know, even when you're having conversation, you know, even when you're having conversation or whatever, it takes two people to have a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And so at the end of the day, you know, again, it's not okay for me to do um, this, that, or the other, or to impose certain things on someone else just because, what, that's the way that I think, that's the way that I see it. And so, you know, we have so many different stereotypes and, and just different things like that. And, and I have to honestly tell you, tell you all that I have seen quite a few, you know, in the church. I didn't grow up in the church, um, but when I did start going to church and started seeing a lot of different things that just really was not okay. And, it and, and then God dealing with me about them things not being okay. You know, you just have to learn how to, it's okay to be different. Everybody is not made to be the same. You know what I'm saying? He didn't make us the same. He made us to be different because we are supposed to be there for one another. And so, hold on. I got somebody else that wants to chime in. Um, hold on. My sister is on the line. Hello. Can y'all hey. hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Angel. Hello. How's everybody doing this evening? Good. How are you, Angel? Good. Good. Sorry, I'm still at work. Um. So I just, y'all know I have to go against the grain a little bit. I've been listening to y'all conversation. <laughs> and I mean, y'all all know I love all of y'all. I do. I love y'all. promise. Um. So this is my thing. I remember we had a, um, a guest one time and it was a black man who he's got a real popular brand. It was a Jesus brand, but it was in like white culture mostly. And most people didn't know that the person behind the brand was a black man. 
And so he came to our church and he was speaking. And one of the things that he said was, they was asking him, what did he do to ensure that his brand would be received and accepted, you know, pretty much across the board. And he was saying, well, you know, I'm a black man, he said, and with everything that's going on, he said, I had to make sure that my brand entered the room and spoke before I did. And what he was saying was the fact that he was a black man, like he might not have been able to enter some rooms or whatever um, if they had known that he was black first. So I say that to say this. I say all the time that people receive you how they perceive you. So if you are a person that people perceive to be mean or negative or, you know, maybe just, I don't know, what other words or whatever the case may be, or even nice. The thing is, is that we, your, your body, your demeanor, everything enters a room before you do, before you can even say a word, speak a word, like before anyone will, will get to know you because your actions and your body language is yelling over who you might really be. And I and I know that it's not like popular and it's not about everybody being the same and all this and all of that. But if I if I already have a perception about you and it's not a judgment, but it's a perception. If I have a perception that when I come around, maybe you just are having a bad day and everybody's entitled to a bad day. But maybe you just weren't really nice. You weren't kind. You weren't nice to me or whatever. I'm a little different. So we'll just say somebody else because I, I give grace all day long. But somebody else may automatically, you could send a, a text message and say, hey, I hope you're having a good day. And just as simple as saying, hey, I hope you're having a good day. They're going to hear, I hope you're having a good day. They're going to have, they're <laughs> going to hear it with the same perception that, you know, they're going to receive it with, with the perception that they have on you. Yeah. Or they're going to be like, well, she was trying, you know, she was just, saying, you know, have a good day, but she didn't really mean it. Like, especially if the interaction is always like that. And mm-hmm. so I just say that it's just about self-checking and self-awareness about what type of energy you're giving off. And if you want people to get an opportunity to know who you really are, the door has to be open. You can't say, come into my house and find out who I am if if you're showing up with closed doors and pulled down shades and locked windows, and it's kind of like I got to beat on the door and go around the back and look through the window to see who, who <laughs> if you inside, you know? Yeah, um, that's a, that's a really good point. That's that's a good point. Your perception. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Your perception is what now? You perceive a person how you, you receive a person how you perceive them. Mm. So, you know, and and if y'all think about different people that you deal with and if based off of maybe that first impression, because you only sometimes you only get 
sometimes, not all the times, sometimes you only get one time to make a lasting impression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you can think about people in your life who you might have encountered the very first time and it was not like the best encounter, you almost kind of sometimes every time you get ready to encounter that person again, you'd be like, oh, I got to go over here and, oh, (laughs) you know, Mm-hmm. And you and automatically when like you said, you know, when you really get a chance to know them, you're like, oh, there's some cool people. Yeah. Right. But you just good. caught them at a, you know, you just caught them at a bad, a bad space. Mm-hmm. You it's know? funny that you say and that, so, Angel. Sorry. Can I ahead. say one more thing real quick? Then yeah, I gotta get back go to ahead. my client. <laughs> um, the other thing is is um Robin, you were talking about, and I'm not saying not I'm just adding to this. You were talking about seasons and being called to being alone in seasons and maybe needing somebody an additional season. We have to be careful that in that season where God is calling us to be alone or really working through some things with us, that we're not burning the bridges to the people that we might need in the next season. Mm. <laughs> so there's a, okay. there's, a, there's, a, there's a way to say, I need a moment so that you don't have to go all back like, girl, I was going through some stuff. and. Because some people don't give you the opportunity to explain. And then you're sitting on one side like, well, I mean, I was going through something. I was this and I didn't, I wasn't talking to nobody, but they're not considering themselves nobody. And so you just want to be careful not to burn bridges that you're going to need to go across again. That's good. And that's I all like I got that. to say. Amen. How do I'm I, laughing how do I, because that's... Oh, <laughs> I'm laughing I just because that's me and your story, Robin. <laughs> it is. Um, it is because I wasn't really, I wasn't really trying to be a part of no e group. And Alvita was talking, and I'm trying to get to where I was trying to get to, and I really wasn't even thinking about an e group because at the end of the day, there was there was a thousand and one different things going on. I'm not trying to make an excuse. That's one thing about me. I will never do. I'm not going to make an excuse and I'm not going to try to justify any of my behavior or anything that I say or do. Um, But at the time, I really wasn't trying to hear about no e-group to be truthful with you, because I had. When I tell you that that time and and space in my in my life in that moment, it it was terrible. It was a terrible place. I had been wounded. from the church i had been wounded outside of the church and you know and i was doing good to just keep showing up for church nobody didn't know that you know and so i i took my time in becoming a part of the group that she now said she leads because i was just all messed up and i needed to i needed a moment to just kind of really work through some things. And like I said, it it really did not, it don't make it okay. I don't, I don't want to convey that at all across to our audience that it's not okay. No matter what type of day you're having, no matter what type of mood you're in. Normally, if I'm if I'm feeling some kind of way or if I'm in my feelings, so as most would say, I don't answer the phone. I ain't talking to nobody. Why? Because I don't want to wound or offend them. They don't have anything to do with that. 
But I think Angela, um, no, I'm sorry, not Angela, but Angel made uh, a very good point because in that encounter, I was very taken back. And I think it was the fact that, you know, being in the place of extending grace, like, and that was my mindset with you. Like, I don't know, you know, what she's experiencing or what's going on. So when we did have the um, the opportunity to, to excuse me to reconnect at the Christmas party, that really opened up doors for both of us because I was able to see that who you were in that first moment was not who you really were, and exactly. you were able to see like, hey, I can really truly relate to her. Once we got to talking and having a conversation, and so I think that does speak volumes on you know, judge not as well as extend that grace because she's definitely right about that where you could have the most giddiest personality, but if a person is feeling a certain type of way about something and how you perceive me, you know, from our first encounter, like if that was you texting me like, hey, I am interested in the e-group now. And then I'm finally like, oh, whoa, now I'm afraid because to me, you were intimidating when I first met you. You get what I'm saying? So if you would have text then in that same mindset, I would have just been like, oh, this is an intimidating lady. <laughs> again, if that makes sense. Again, it's, it's absolutely correct. <clears throat> we do it with one another, but we also do that with God, too. Mm-hmm. The way we receive from him is the way we see him. And so, you know, again, at the end of the day, I have never been one to really just make an excuse for bad behavior, especially if it's coming from me. Now, if I have an opportunity to correct that, then that's what I'm going to do. Why? Because that's, first of all, that's grown up. That's grown like, and it's right. I want to be right. And it's Christ-like. So Mm -hmm. if I've wronged you, then give me an opportunity to make that right. And I think that we get into a place where we cut everything and everyone off after we have been offended. I was good for it. Notorious. We'll cut you off. Won't fool with you no more. (laughs) You know, and I'm dead serious. Dead serious. You Okay, you rubbed me wrong today. I might have rubbed you wrong too, but you really rubbed. I ain't fooling with you. Mm. So, you know, again, what it all just really boils down to is, is that we understanding that it's not okay to judge our sister or our brother because we don't know what they're dealing with. So mm-hmm. we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to kind of just give something to the audience before we close this out here. Angela, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, what am I saying? I mean, what's, what's the question? <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to leave everybody? Um, some words of wisdom, some words of encouragement? I, I would just like to say, um, try to, be, before you feel like you um, have to cast any type of judgment on someone, really stop. Pause, ponder, and pray before anything leaves your mouth. And before you, and then again, pause, ponder, and pray one more time. And then extend the same grace to them 
that you would want extended to you. Amen. Kim. Amen. Kim, I want to hear from you. I'm sorry, I'm here. No, I agree with Angela. <laughs> I agree with Angela. Um, I would just say, because we're human, you know, we're not perfect. We're very imperfect, but we need to do our best to try to just love people. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy. I, I, I have, you can tell when somebody is judging you and everything you guys just say, you may be having a bad day, maybe this and maybe that. But you know what? At the end of the day, we are still human and you just have to take it. Just try your best to take it with a grain of salt and just show people love if you can. Amen. That's it. And there's no way that we're going to perfect this because we are human and because we are sinners. But just try to, you know, when you are in that space, you're not really thinking that much. Okay. You're just like, oh, how offensive or how this or how that or oh, why she just try to love people because we don't know where they are. Amen. Alan, what about you? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I will say this. The best way uh, not to judge somebody is to just walk in the spirit. I mean, mm. all of us, we we humans, so we judge people in our mind, even if we don't do it uh, verbally. But the best way not to judge people is just to walk in the spirit, knowing that everybody struggle. We have struggles and uh, try to Try to look at the heart and the spirit of a person. And a lot of times you'll miss the flesh of a person. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> All right, Alvita, what you got? <laughs> Listen, I'm still like, uh, what, I should have took notes on that. What he said. Um, for me, it's it's pretty much um, what Alice said. And I think I just would add to um, what Kim and Angela said too, like when you sit in a place of self-reflection and it's not so much of um, in a place of convicting yourself, but self-reflection and really, really being in a place of honesty when you can be honest with yourself and you can get to a place of learning how to be honest with God and yourself and loving yourself, you can extend that same love back out and it helps you stay in the spirit. It helps you remember who you follow. Amen. Now, the thing that I would like to leave is, is that truly it is a heart thing. And God is the only one that has the ability to change the heart of the individual. And so we need to use discernment and offer wisdom only to those willing to receive what we offer, just as God does. It's not okay to prejudge who may receive your message, but it does forbid us to try and force it on those who show no inclination to accept it. I'm so thankful and so grateful for each and every one of you all for participating in this. I pray that those that are listening and even those that have shared have got something out of it. Um, and this is a topic that we probably could have talked for hours about because we have all encountered some fashion, shape or form judgment. And we have been on the receiving as well as the giving side of it. And so I would just challenge each and every person, just like the panel of my guests said, you know, to think before we speak, um, because you don't know. And just because I don't look like you doesn't mean that God is done with me. And he, it doesn't mean that he's done with me no matter how you might feel or see me. So 
just keep that in mind to think before you speak because your words could either hurt or heal. And we should be in the business of helping to be a part of healing instead of hurting our brother or our sister. And so I want to thank you all again for participating. And I appreciate, I love each one of you. Um, I'm praying for you. But before I close out, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is on iHeartRadio. It's on TuneIn Radio. And I'm excited because I don't know what God is doing, but I'm just willing. And so thank you again. You all have a good evening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We pray that um, you got something out of it. Um, Hit me up and let me know what you thought. Leave a message on here. But love you guys. Be encouraged and have a good evening. You too. Thank you. You're welcome.